What's up, everybody? This is At Large Bid, the 48 Minutes Podcast Network's NCAA basketball show. I'm Tim Daniel uh, with Taylor Bergfeld this week. We are not with Ryan Luster. It's his first time actually missing an At Large Bid episode, but hey, it's all good. Uh, this is a lot of fun this week. We do a tour look back at some recruiting classes. So we're going to look back at the 2009 and 2010 recruiting classes and talk about them and how big they were, some names that were really diamonds in the rough, like obviously Kawhi Leonard. Um, and a whole lot more. So we're going to touch on those two those two classes, look at how they uh, all panned out, and kind of look at how they predicted the future for the NCAA. So without further ado, here's that large bid. Hope you enjoy it. Without Ryan this week, um, I think this is the first time he's ever missed an at-large bid. Wow. Yeah. So actually, there was one time I had Donnie fill in for him, and then something crazy happened, like in between the day that we put the show up, and like I was like, we gotta do a two-parter in one episode. (laughs) So we literally like I was like, he's never missed an episode. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Till now. So if you're listening to this, we hate your soul, but we miss you. Right. Yeah. So this is your genius idea. I actually really am stoked about this idea. So we kind of are building off the momentum of our last episode we did where we went back and watched the infamous Michigan-North Carolina title game. We had a lot of fun with that. We'll probably do a few more of those during the offseason. We actually got really good responses. A lot of people really liked it. So since there's nothing to talk about in college basketball right now, uh, we just decided we're going to look back at some recruiting classes and do this episode too from time to time. Right. And just kind of talk about like, how insane recruiting classes are. And the one you wanted to start with is one I'm most excited about because truthfully, this is when I started paying attention to recording. I mean, to recruiting. Yeah. Recording. Wow. <laughs> um, I was, yeah. So this was the 09 class, which obviously was eligible for the 09 10 NBA 10, season. 10 11. 10 11 NBA season. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this was the first year John Calpire is at Kentucky. Right. And although Kentucky is not my team, if you're around here, like you obviously knew what was going on. Yep. Um, and it was my first. This was like my second year out of high. No, it was my first year out of high school. I was a, I, saw, I was a freshman. Yeah, I was oh eight. Yeah. So, um, this class is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's Carolina's coming off a national championship. Duke's trying to build towards. Obviously, they win the next year, but they're building towards that. Kentucky getting their first um, first true recruiting class kind of set the foundation for what they are now with Calipari. Um, he just left Memphis where he had a lot of success. I mean, there's a lot of people that we've kind of break like we'll break down throughout this. But oh, dude, do you remember when this happened? Um, so when Bill, when Billy Gillespie got fired, yeah, and Kentucky fans were like, "We're gonna lose Daniel Orton and John Hood." Yeah, <laughs> like... whoops! And little did you know, the whole <laughs> foundation would change for your whole basketball program. So yes. Then D- Daniel Orton would go and make fun of Manny Pacquiao in the Filipino Basketball League. Yeah. And never forget when he got drafted by the Magic. And everyone on draft night went, huh? Yeah. He, you know he's, what? He made that money and caught it a day. He's like the most well-known, like, non-good. Like, not, I wouldn't say not good because obviously he was good. But, like, yeah. not living up to hype Kentucky player probably in the Calipari that's, era. That's the number one they point to. Like, there's a few, but, like. I would say him and Archie Goodwin would probably be the two. <laughs> Archie. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I'm not going to bash on Kentucky yet, but there's there's <laughs> a bunch that, you know. But this proves, like, anything. Recruiting, winning the recruiting championship or getting a top five recruiting, recruiting class doesn't mean anything. I'm talking about you, Kansas, Duke, <laughs> Kentucky. 
So I, yeah. Hey, right. now. All right, easy. So <laughs> I had so much fun looking back at this class when you brought the idea to my attention. And then just like some of the names that just jumped out, they were so funny. So what we did is we both went through 24-7, who like I trust with like my life in college basketball, and ESPN to look at how they had guys rated and where they were. And so we kind of looked at those to kind of get a general idea of things at this time. So, Taylor, do you remember who ESPN in 2009 had as the number one player in the country? He's a shooting guard for the Lakers now. Yes. He is Avery Bradley. Yes. Which is a very good college player. Like, we're going to, like, preface yeah. it. Like, should he be number one in this class? Absolutely not. But was he a top 10, top 15 prospect coming out of high school? Oh, for yeah. sure. He was a stud at Texas, so definitely. Number two, they had what? Is Derek Favors? Derek I know, Favors. I know on 247 they had uh, – Favors was one, and 247. Was two, yeah. I mean, Favors – a really good NBA player now, really good in college, played for a team that was kind of mediocre. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he was really tough in high school and really good. Number three is really funny. Like, Xavier Henry, yeah. who I remember so well um, in that whole, like, when they were getting Bledsoe Wall and Cousins and everyone, like, man, they're in the running for Xavier Henry. Yeah. And now, like, obviously at that time, you're like, Oh man, they're in the run for now. You're like, oh yeah, like who was it? God's gift to Chua that went to St. John's. Right, yeah, remember Kentucky fans wanted him so bad. Yeah, and see, and they wouldn't know it. They, they wouldn't pick that out of the police right, exactly, line now. Exactly. So, yeah. So then on ESPN it was Boogie and Wall. The fact that Wall wasn't the number one player on either of these is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he was the most dom- – he had one of the best high school mixtapes. Dude. The Holy Trinity the- Rams. Oh, like, yes. The music. I mean, that, him and, like, Seventh Woods are, like, the two, like, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different players. But, uh, um, like, their mixtapes are, like, so iconic. Everybody knows them. Uh, Akil Carr, I remember him as well. Like, is there a fire? But, yeah, John Wall was absolutely disgusting. And then you go Boogie. Obviously, Boogie was committed to Memphis, and then he decommitted when Cal went to Kentucky, and it was kind of a foregone conclusion to go there. So, um. And then what? What they had was that wall. Yeah, I was just looking at walls. The school's wall was down to. Uh, I mean, he got offers from everyone. Yep. But his final five just so happened to be Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, Miami, Florida, and NC State. Hmm. Hmm. A couple well, of those got a couple of those have a uh, <laughs> have a history with the FBI. A couple, uh, a couple three bags. out of five, and two haven't been named yet. So. Was Nevin Shapiro helping out with the basketball program at this time? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, think, I mean, that's right around the time all that Burke loose. He probably was throwing money yeah. around. So. And then John Henson, who went to Carolina. Right. Still playing in the NBA. Like, Cavalier. Did he, did he turn out to be what as good as the number six player in the country? No. But that's the thing when we look at these lists. Like we're not making fun of right. people rank like Xavier Henry. Sure, is he? I think John Henson's better than Xavier Henry. John yes. Henson's been he's a better college player. Been better in the NBA. Like. But does that mean Henson's a little overrated for where he's at? But the people behind him aren't. Some of these classes are weak, and then that it kind of exposes yeah. like the area. So where are we at on number uh, seven? Renardo Sydney of Mississippi State. I remember him, but not like vaguely. I think he yeah. has some ties to the. the he was team. the California kid in that yeah. class. Right. Like he was the power forward. I mean, when you look, he was down to Mississippi State, Arizona State, Southern Cal, and Virginia. Yeah. Um, Jeez, what a weird. Yeah. I think he like I'd have to like look up whatever happened with him. Yeah, right. Um, he was the he was the number two power forward in the country. Now he's yeah behind Derek Favors. Um, but I'm trying to see if I can pull a scouting report from then. Sydney wasn't as dominant as he has been all season at the Nike Extravaganza, but he did just achieve the standout tag. He is virtually unstoppable at his at the at any level with his size, skill, and overall talent. 
Last season, he was too perimeter-oriented and launched too many three-point shots. Wow. Oh, so, you know, in the modern NBA, he shot too many threes. <laughs> Got it. And then eight was Jordan Hamilton, who went to Texas. So I'm looking on 247. You got ESPN pulled up, right? Yeah. So ESPN had Favors 1, John Wall 2, Boogie, Avery Bradley, John Henson, Xavier Henry, Jordan Hamilton, Renardo Sidney. So similar, their top eight are the same people, just mm-hmm. at a different order. So we'll kind of just like reference where they have different people. But yeah, Jordan Hamilton, He I remember him. He was a I mean, he was tough, Compton. Right, yeah. yeah. Like they were, I mean, Texas was pretty dominant. They're coming off the KD stretch where you know, they're pretty good. And then they had... Avery Bradley is that next big wave of Texas basketball. Yeah. So, the thing about Texas is, like, even now, if you look back, they may not have been awesome on the court as yeah. far as like winning games, but they've had NBA players, right? I mean, I mean Mo Bamba, Jackson Hayes, Kevin Durant, uh, Jared Allen, Avery Bradley, DJ Augustine, TJ Ford. TJ like, Ford's like my favorite Texas right. player, I mean, besides been, Durant, obviously. Yeah, right. I mean, KD, obviously too. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch. Um, where. What number are we on? Okay, there we go. Number nine was Kenny Boynton Jr., who I remember going to Florida. Yeah, he was there forever. I mean, he's yeah, the like, epitome of forever. Guard. He was like, the Aaron Kraft before Aaron Kraft right. of like being there for 20 years. <laughs> and then 10 was Mason Plumley, who is still in the NBA, who obviously is part of the... Solid college career, won two titles. Yeah. Uh, two, 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 one. Yeah. Uh, 10. And then was there, he wasn't there in 15. No, no, he oh, was yeah. gone. Yeah, so one then. Okay, right. Still a good year. I mean, was on part of the Lehigh loss team. Yeah. My favorite moment. So <laughs> it's mine too. Right. So I was like I like threw my bracket away and was like, I don't care. Right. Number eleven, Keith Gallon. Could you name two things about Keith Gallon? Um, besides what I have in front of me? No. no. Right. Absolutely. Just don't remember him. Number eleven prospect. Went to Oklahoma. Um six nine three hundred pounds. That am I reading that right? Yeah. And then uh twenty four seven at six eight two ninety. Good God. So, 24-7 had Lance Stevens as the number nine player in the country. And do you remember he could not go anywhere? No. Because everyone was worried about the yep. domestic violence issue? Yep. Not that I'm like, you know, I was. I just remember that so well because... Yeah. Obviously, we were in the area where he ended up going to school. Like, he, he yeah. had a lot of baggage around him. So, yeah, it gets pretty murky right here because we got, you know, uh, ESPN had Stevenson at 12 and then Daniel Orton at 13. Uh Lance Stevens had offers from UC and Memphis. That's it? That's according to... According to his list. Yeah, and that was... Obviously, remember, that was the year Calipari left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Abdul Gaddy from Tacoma, Washington. He went to Washington? Wow. Yeah. It's, I mean, it gets pretty murky right here. Yeah, like, like I mean, Daniel Orton yeah, is I mean, 13, who we've already made fun of. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan Kelly, 17. He had a good, He's from Raleigh. I remember him. He mm-hmm. was a big stretch four. He played for the Lakers for a little bit. Uh, he's good for Duke, too. So. God, John Jenkins from Vanderbilt is number 21. Played, yeah, he was. He played for the Hawks, right? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he could spray. Um, yeah, he was, like, super good in college. Uh, Michael Snare, the point guard, the shooting guard, number 22 uh, for Florida State. He gave Carolina a buckets every time he played him he legit always went off uh malik wands from the uh, villanova i remember him peyton siva number 25 i forgot peyton another, siva was in this class another national champion right there i mean number 25 from washington went to louisville was like a spitting image of his father right like, literally if you oh, put yeah. them next to each other um 27 dexter strickland from carolina i uh, loved him he was he just could never really stay i healthy. forgot about dexter strickland yep dude he was 30th on 24 sevens yep Thomas Robinson was in this class? Yeah. They had him. ESPN had him at... Uh, he was think, 28th on 24-7. Yeah. They had him a little bit lower. They had him at 40 on ESPN, but he was really good. 
Leslie McDonald, stretch two for – stretch two. He's from Memphis. He went to Carolina. He was a good shooting guard for us. Um, kind of – he fits the mold of, one of some of the players Roy gets that really good shooters that don't turn out to be really good shooters in college. Like the dead gum shooters. Right. They're really good in high school, but – there's a couple of their names are like uh, Christian Watford, number thirty-four from Indi- went to Indiana. I mean, it's a good class. Like hit the infamous shot against Kentucky yep. at, at, at uh, alumni. Yep, Thomas Robinson at went to Kansas, played in the twenty twelve title, title game against Davis. Isn't yeah, that crazy. He played in that title game three years later than. So here's what's really funny that I always remember Thomas Robinson the most for, is that year in that draft, he went to the combine and was like telling everybody he was the best player in the draft. And then we'll have that shirt that said, check my stats. Yeah. And, like, people, like, put a Steskins Anthony Davis is even in college, and they were like, no. Yeah, we're, we're checking them. We're going to check the stats. Yeah. Royce yeah. White? Wasn't he afraid of flying? That's yeah. And got drafted and couldn't. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, the Ware twins, uh, Travis and Dave, they went to Carolina. They're from uh, Matter Day High School in California. They were the only – it's uh, it's the Ware twins and uh, Seventh Woods are the only people to transfer out of Carolina. I forgot about they were white stretch fours. They were yeah. good, but they just like we got Henson and then we got it started. right and we like, got Zeller. And we mo- got... Like modern day high school is like really well known for being a football school. Yeah, right. So like so. getting basketball guys mm-hmm. out of there is pretty few and far between. Right, they were good. I mean, it's just they went to UCLA and had like a mediocre um, finish on their career. So yeah, Justin like, Lorenzo Brown did he not go to a school? Mm. He was 29th according to 24/7, and I think ESPN also had him. Yeah, he's pretty high, on, or a little higher on ESPN. Let me look him up. Yeah. God, Peyton Siva. So Peyton Siva was part of a team that had a title redacted. Um, obviously, it was part of that Louisville team that won the year after Kentucky, um, which was obviously a lot of fun for Kentucky fans to watch. I think the Ware Twins were 36 and 37. Yeah. It's always. The Harrison Twins were 1 and 2. It's just, remember that one? Were they 1 and 2? No. We class. Swear to God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Andrew and Aaron. That's a class we got to do. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I mean, then we get down. I know it sounds boring to the listeners. Like, we could go through all these names. It's just, it's hard. I don't want to run run through, you know, 35 through 40 when none of the players are relevant. Like, they're some Aaron of them. Dodson's, yeah. like, a one that jumps out. He yeah, went to LSU. LSU. I think he played in the NBA for a minute. Tyler Honeycutt uh, went to UCLA. He was a good shooting guard. And then you get down to number 56 on ESPN. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, a three-star small forward from Riverside, California, committed to San Diego State. Two spots above him, Solomon Hill. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Huh. Who's also in the NBA right now. Right. So, you know, you follow this stuff a lot, and, you know, obviously – even for people like us who are really into this and do college basketball shows, it is hard to know every single guy's name. Yep. Um, we talk about a lot all the time about the fact that on 24-7, John Hood, who went to Kentucky at 56, yeah. to Kawhi's 57. Um, it's hard to find these guys. You know, yeah. it's hard, like, it's, you know, it's not like it's a dime a dozen, especially. Um, Kawhi was really down to, like, three schools, if I remember, like, what if I looked at it earlier. Um, but wasn't, you know, the biggest California kid coming out by any means, and so he was down to Alabama State, Arizona, UCLA, USC, Washington, San Diego State. Wow. Alabama State. Imagine him living there. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I'm sure he probably would have been fine. Yeah. Just He's like chilling at his dorm all day. But. Yeah, and then Kawhi was in – Kawhi did two years of college. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he had battles with Paul George and Jimmer for that. I mean, those were the biggest games, like the Mountain West. Like, yeah, they were like the mid-major games were the biggest ones of the week. It was always Kawhi and San Diego State playing either uh, Paul George and Fresno or Jimmer and BYU. Um, kind of like what you're saying. It's a little bit easier now. Well, we'll talk about two different things. Like, it's a little bit easier now with the EYBL and the USA Basketball Camps and the Adidas National and the Under Armour circuits, and it's really good for these players to go out there and compete against each other because it solidifies who's good and who's not. Now, on the opposite, what I'll say is, like, I'm not going to name any social media networks, cough over time, cough, cough, <laughs> but they hype up all these players just because they're funny and they're good dudes and they do the overtime challenge and they do all these things. Like, they hype these kids up like they're the greatest thing ever. Like Currently, Julian Newman. Tristan Jazz, Julian Newman, Mellow Ball. Like, Mellow's good. Mellow's really – like, Mellow's fine. He's a – but Leangelo Ball sucks. Tristan Jazz sucks. Julian Newman sucks. Like, those are my guys always going to the league. Like, okay, like, yeah, we get it. Like, but that's that's part of it. Just because it's all social media. These kids, you know, you get 13, 14-year-old kids. These kids throwing down dunks. And everybody, all the fans love them. It's just hard to grow into that. Like It is. So it's like a give or take. Like, it's easier to get noticed now. But it's also, like, just because you have a popular background. Like, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that Julian Newman plays any sort of Division One basketball. Yeah, like, Mikey Williams yeah. is a guy that, like, everyone's in love with. He's he, 15 years old. Right. He's matured way more than people in his class. Like, that's not – if he turns out to be good, then I'm wrong. But, yeah. like, I, Seventh Woods. Seventh Woods, eighth grade mixtape. He was dunking all over people. He hadn't dunked on anybody at Carolina since. Like, just – and obviously we talked – we've already had an episode where we talked about Bronny. Yeah, right. I think he'll be fine. I think it's just – but he's he, – his team's pretty good. Dior yeah. I mean, they're – it's just – right now when you evaluate these kids, it's all about, like, consistency is the way I'll say it. Like, they can have good games. Everybody's capable of this and that. But, like, consistent play is, is pretty big. So, now Kawhi – like, I think it's bigger now. So, it's, it's one of those things, like, people are recruiting ranks – a lot of times they're ranked high early. The kids that are ranked high early, they fall back, and there's mm-hmm. always some late bloomers like that jump up through like the EYBL and stuff. But hell, Derek Williams was in this class. He was the number two pick in the 2011 NBA draft behind Kyrie Irving. And what? what he rank? was the 70. Let's see. According to ESPN, he was the 72nd player. That guy went number two in the NBA. I mean, yeah. he he's definitely struggled in the NBA. Yeah, John Morant wasn't a top ranked player. Wasn't like, the top 300. Z- uh, Zion was number three. Yeah, behind Nas Little and... No, no, no. Uh, Duke had... Yeah, yeah, you're right. So Nas Little was like... Two. Yeah. Was... Yeah, because it was R.J. Barrett, Nas, Zion, Cam. Yeah. It was what it was. EJ Montgomery. There on some, E.J. Montgomery was ran higher than, like, Zion. I'm like, yikes. Yeah. So. And then, yeah, but this with this class, it's crazy because... I mean, know. a lot of people changed the landscape of the NBA, too. Like, John Wall was absolutely, like, electric at college level. Like, he... Or, I meant to say college, not NBA. Sorry. He pushed a pace like he, him and the dribble drive at Kentucky was perfect. There was not a better yes. system for him. I, I would argue he would do well at Carolina too, just because we get out and run. But Kentucky, like they were, that was a really perfect fit for him. That like it changed the landscape of college because Wall, Boogie, Bledsoe, um, you know these are all players. Is Bledsoe in this class? He was. I'm trying to find him on ESPN because on 24 seven he was the. Find it real quick. I just had it. Eric Bledsoe was the 68th player. He was the first of the group. Yeah, he was the first one to go to Kentucky. Yeah. And Wall was the last. Obviously, Boogie was second to him. So. Yeah, because I think Bledsoe was down to, I think it was Alabama? Yeah. That's where he's from. But yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, it just changed the legacy. Duke, Coach Cal changed the landscape of college basketball. Got that class of Kentucky, and it all started rolling from there. Um, yeah, I mean, Wall was number one pick in the draft. Boogie number th- three? Five. Five. Yeah. 
Five. It went Boogie. Or it went, sorry, it went John Wall. I'm going to look it up. What year? 2010? Yeah, because Paul George was like ten, the 10th pick in that draft. Let's see. NBA draft. Also, totally forgot Paul George was in that draft. Yeah. He might have been. He was probably 2008. I think he went. Right? He wasn't in that class. He wasn't in this recruiting class, no. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ready? It is John Wall, Washington Wizards. Philadelphia 76ers took Evan Turner. Derek Favors went to the uh, the Nets. So, two players from this class already. Wesley Johnson, DeMarcus Cousins, three players from this class. Paul George went 10th. Xavier Henry went 12th. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, that's four. I mean, there's some players. Like, that's four. Daniel Wharton, five. Lance Stevenson, six. I'm going through the draft and just noticing how many players. And so six players from that class that were drafted. Yeah, and then like guys that were later drafted Why, were in this the class. Next year. Chris Middleton. Yeah. Was one hundred and second. Yeah. Texas A&M. Got just got a super a max contract. Rodney Magruder. I remember him. One hundred and sixth. Yikes. And Magruder's like a guy a lot of like I think the Clippers got him. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty loaded class. That's why I wanted to start with. That. I know there's a lot of like really skilled players and like people who played a couple years in college that had a really good careers like. Uh, the point guard from Florida that we talked about, and Kawhi obviously had a really great career in college, and then transitioned arguably the second best player in the league. I mean, shout out Jeff Robinson was 141st player in the country. Wow. Yeah. No one knows who that is. No, right. <laughs> he went to Xavier. We um, know. Yeah. <laughs> I love like going through trying to figure out like just other names that jump out. I'm now at like the 160. Yeah. Jack Cooley, baby, 156 went to Notre Dame. Yeah. Has played for every summer league team possible. Wow, the name Jack Cooley. Oh, Tim Frazier, who's in the NBA now, went to Penn State. Yeah, see, I'm telling you, it's just you find so many diamonds in the rough, man. Mm-mm-mm. This is hilarious. And then Alec Burks, of course, who's now in the NBA. I think he's playing for the Warriors. Went to Colorado. He was 194. So. What we were kind of getting to is just how crazy it is that all these things have happened. And like you said, these guys just changed the NBA so much. And a lot of these guys are really just, you know, obviously Wall was like yeah. the most, he might not have been the number one recruit, the number one recruit in the country according to the boards, but he was the most sought after recruit. Yeah, in the I, think, I think he was definitely number one. Like, yeah, no, I did too. Yeah. And that's not even like hindsight. Boogie that too. Is, Boogie was one of the first. Dude, Boogie was unbelievable. Big men, yeah. Like, I recently went on, so Showtime had that doc about him when he was making his recovery from his injury. Right, okay. And he was talking about when he was at Kentucky, and they were showing highlights. And I just forgot. That like, Mississippi State game where he had the game-winning layup. Yeah. Call me against South Carolina. Like, they made Kentucky basketball fun and relevant again. Like, that was, like, I can't remember if I actually, like, I probably didn't hate them at the time. I was probably too young. But, like, all, all my friends in school liked them. So, I remember watching the games. We all hated Duke, so we had that in common. But, yeah. I mean, the John can, Wall, like, dance thing yeah. everyone did. Oh, my God. That was Big Blue Madness. It was, like, the most iconic. Like, still to this day, the new players copy that, like, when they come out. like Yeah. That's the other crazy thing when you think about that, too, for him is even now that his career is kind of, like, taking this, like, stalwart, he's still, like, the best point guard yeah. that's been at Kentucky. I mean, if yeah, in like right. so, so after that was Brandon there's more, Knight. There's more talent on this team than Cal's had ever. Yeah. Um. 2015. I'd say the Towns team was pretty damn good. Yeah. But really, I mean, we'll say there's more talent on that team that is 
That's his best NBA success team. Yes. Davis aside, Towns aside, but you got Boogie, uh, John Wall, Bledsoe, Patter- Patterson. And that draft changed everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, it was his, crazy. His marketing was sold from there. Like, come play Kentucky, you'll do this. And it, those kids it has, other yeah. kids you just don't hear about because he covers it up. The next year. <laughs> right. Next year, Kyrie Irving was down to Duke and Kentucky. You know what? He does. I, I still don't solidify like Kyrie as a Duke player. He played like seven games. He right. never played against Carolina. So, you know what? He's yeah. all right in my book. He's all right. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he ne- was next year night, right at night. Mm-hmm. He had the corn rolls from he was from Florida. Yeah, and then he uh, hit the shot against Ohio State in the Sweet Sixteen. And they beat Carolina in the Elite Eight because Kendall Marshall couldn't dribble the ball off the court. Forgot about that. Oops. We lost to them in back to back years. Well, no, sorry, 2012 we lost to them at Rupp, but that was a regular season game. Yeah, because that was the Anthony Davis block shot. Yeah, uh, Henson catches it, and they all were like stunned. I was just like. It was crazy. Yeah. I remember watching it on TV, just like... I was there. Oh, were you? Sad. Just high school sad. Just <laughs> yeah. thought my life was over after that <laughs> game, so... I remember, like, when UK and Carolina played, like, when I was in school and growing up, even probably until, like, probably until the Luke May shot. Like, yeah. I used to... T- that game was the game for me. Like, I couldn't, like... My anxiety was so bad watching it. If they lost, it was... I was in a pissy mood for days. If they won, I was miserable to be around because I took it, like... You know what I mean? I thought it was my national championship, and it's just now it's not as bad because like last year Carolina lost to Kentucky. It's just the way it goes. Like I genuinely like I'm not a fan who there are some fans who won't admit that they don't want their team to play big games. Like they would much rather beat like Virginia Tech by 15 than play right. a game against Kentucky or Duke where they can lose or against at Louisville. Like I'm not the opposite. I love watching good like my team play good games. It's just but yeah, every game against UK like that's always fun and they, they've had the talent the last couple of years. I mean. You can we can go on and on about it. we could do a whole podcast on UK and how Cal Perry built the empire like oh we're, we're be, probably gonna right, do that right yeah so I'm probably gonna reach out to Regan for that one yeah yeah I mean he'd be a good one to get like, yeah it's just but in certain instances like when you rely on all freshmen and you don't have role players and you don't develop I'm not saying he can't or doesn't because he has developed players into good like Dominique Hawkins a, a preferred walk on. From the state of Kentucky, turned out to be a pretty good player. Had an NFL tryout. Yeah, right. Uh, there's like there's just players that like he can develop into like Tyler Eulis. He helped develop him. He got an NBA. He got some NBA run because of his time yeah. in Kentucky. But what I'm saying is, if you rely on freshman only, you're gonna get Daniel Wharton's where, oh shit, he's ranked 20th in the country, and this kid can't do two basketball can't moves back to back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's the beautiful world of recruiting because you see it every year. Like this kid's ranked what, and then they always like, but. It's sad that Daniel Orton's most memorable moment on the court is when he got when he hit the court hard in the first round of the tournament that year. Yeah. And they told him to get up, and you hear him on TV go, "I can't, motherfucker." Yeah. And that's his most memorable moment ever. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> like, he was hurting, so I mean, there I was at the Final Four that year, um, and they were one bad game against West Virginia from making the Final Four. Oh my God! When they could not shoot. Joe Mazzulla, remember him? Yeah. Yeah. Remember Kentucky had Darnell Dotson that year? Yeah, dude, they were loaded. Like, uh, this is not a reoccurring thing. Like, always, or this is a reoccurring thing. They're that was the loaded. beginning. Yeah, you know. So, I think that's why this class is so important because, like you said, like it started it all with the, not just with the draft part of it, but this was really when the one and done era. I, there was definitely one and done before that, but this is the year that the one and dones really came into like being an emphasis and being in full effect. And you can win this way because yep. I mean, from 2010 to really this year. That was how you won college basketball games. Right. You know, obviously this year, 
we see Michigan State make the Final Four, who has a fully experienced team. Virginia wins the title. Texas Tech Tech was an experienced team. With a star, but a pretty much experienced team. Yeah. And then Auburn, who got hot, but they were – they were older. They yeah. Had some, some Chuma was, I think, a junior. Sophomore. Sophomore, yeah. And then uh, Jared Harper was a junior, and mm-hmm. Brown was a senior. Yeah. And even look at the teams like that didn't make the Final Four that were really good all year. Tennessee. Yeah. All experienced guys. Yeah. Carolina, Mix. Yeah. Kenny, Luke, Cam, and then Kobe and Nas. Duke. Duh. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Gonzaga, old. Uh, who's the other Final Four teams? Purdue. Pretty er, elite eight teams. Purdue was pretty experienced. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. I mean, there's it's just it's you got to find your perfect mix, and I feel like teams except for Duke and Kentucky are doing that. Like they they're getting these experienced players, but here's what I'll say: these experienced players that are staying two to three years at Kentucky. That wasn't the plan. Right. The plan for EJ Montgomery was not to stay two years. The plan for Nick Richards, the number one center two years ago, was to not be there as a junior year. Alex Poitras. Right. It's just the way it goes. That's fine. It's just just admit it. Like it's it's okay. Like. Cal's getting these guys like you know it's funny. Last year, out of that class, you would have told me one person had the status that had been hero. Little did I know he was the best prospect they had out of the team. Like yeah, yeah, I don't know. Ashton Hagen stayed because he couldn't shoot because he couldn't like that's what happens when you get kids to reclassify and then they don't produce. Now they're now they're in a rut. Now he's like oh god now he's a sophomore like yeah not everyone's Marvin Bagley right where when they reclassify they're 100 percent ready for RJ that Barrett, next level yeah RJ Barrett RJ Hampton all, like there's a bunch I mean Ashton Haggins is definitely ready defensively yeah right. my god yeah he blocked Kobe White up like yeah man. like I'll give I mean that, I'll give him props he just can't score and that's the problem like it, it sounds great in college but like in NBA everything's magnified even these players are ten times better and like if you can't score you're a liability like. You got to be able to create your own shot and score. So, yeah, I agree. I think so for sure. Should we do the next class right now? Yeah, let's do it. I know who the number one recruit is because we're literally at the twenty-nine minute mark. Right. Let's do two <laughs> a class then. Yeah, the two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Yeah, I'm number down for one that. prospect from Ames, Iowa. Small forward, Harrison Barnes. What's the, the Black Falcon? He was the number one recruit over Kyrie. Yes, he was. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Dude, this class. Is it bad? It's probably bad, isn't it? Um, It's not great. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Number one, Harrison Barnes. Shitty freshman year. Great great sophomore year. Is a fine NBA player. I'm knocking off the slander right now. We have a lot of Kings fans that listen to this show, so. Shout out Harrison Barnes. Love you. Um, Number two, point guard from West Orange, New Jersey. Kyrie Irving. Great videos if you ever if you go back and watch the 2010 McDonald's All American game. It is uh, Reggie Bullock, Harrison Barnes, Kendall Marshall, Austin Rivers, Kyrie Irving. Uh, no, Austin Rivers is next year. Uh, Kyrie Irving. God, two other people and they're talking. They're just back. They're dogging each other back and forth for Carolina Duke. But dude, I'm looking at this. There are so many guys in this class that played NBA basketball. Right, there's a lot. Number three, Josh Selby. He was he was tough. He had a really yeah, good he was, state. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go through pretty quick. Like Jared and Seliger. Yeah. Number four overall. Went to Ohio State. Final four. Made it in twenty twelve against Kentucky. Brandon Knight, number five. Cal's next second best point guard. Tobias Harris went to Tennessee. Do you think he's better than Fox? In his college career? Brandon Knight? Yeah. I think as a shooter, definitely, but Fox was so good defensively in college. Like, the infamous Lonzo Ball they, game. They both made it to the lead eight. Yeah. Well, and Brandon Knight made it to the Final Four. Yeah. That's Brandon a... Knight probably had a better career at Kentucky, but Fox 
better player. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Because, dude, like, Knight was Knight was their bailout. I think a lot yeah. of people, you know, they made the Final Four that year, but there were times it didn't look like they were going to make the tournament that year. Remember, they couldn't win on the road. Yeah. They, they were lost horrible. every road game just yep. about for a while. I mean, the first five, let's say five of the seven, five of the eight players, or sorry, wow, first nine out of ten, ten wow, even 11, sorry, I'm like spat, like spazzing out because I'm realizing who's in this class. It's like, crazy. The first nine out of ten players have, are still playing in the NBA or have played. So yeah. we're at number six, Tobias Harris. Just got a max contract with the Sixers. Yeah. Went to Tennessee. And um, really kind of was a late bloomer at Tennessee. Oh, yeah. He was he was tough. I mean, number seven, Perry Jones. You remember him? I do. Four, he, was at, he was in, at college for like 30 years. Yeah, right. Number eight, Enos Cantor. Did not play a game at Kentucky. If he would have, they would have won the national championship. Yeah, they would have not have lost. They were nasty. They I mean, were depending just, on Josh Harrelson to win them games. You get Enos Cantor type. like Yeah. Yeah, that's – Number nine, Terrence Jones. A big piece for the 2012 team. Mm-hmm. Had a pretty mediocre freshman year, but um, there's reasons why he didn't leave after his freshman year. want to know, <laughs> please contact 48 Minutes. <laughs> Tristan Thompson was number 10 in this class? Corey Joseph, number 11. Oh, my God. Yeah, are you on ESPN or are you on? I'm on ESPN. Okay. So where do they have CJ Leslie? 11. Okay, so we have Tristan Thompson is 10, NBA champion. Yeah. First battle Hall of Fame cheater. <laughs> I was going to say, right? Kardashian yeah. uh, family favorite. Right, I mean... Corey Joseph just won a title, or no, he wasn't. Yeah. The Ra- yeah, Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, he was a Pacer this year. Yeah, sorry, sorry, he was a Pacer. Still, very good year. Yeah, um, he's a he just signed a deal with the Kings, like a pretty big deal with the Kings, more than he should have got. Right, that's that happens sometimes. Yeah. Well, uh, C.J. Leslie, pretty good from NC State. Deshaun Thomas, man, that was a really good Ohio State team. I know they lost to Kentucky that year. Yeah. Between Kraft, him, and Sullinger. And they had Debler still too. Yeah. Uh, what number are you on ESPN? Uh, Fab Mello at 14. RIP. Yeah, that sucks. Yikes. Loved yeah. him at Syracuse. Yeah, he was tough. They have Reggie Bullock. What number do they have him? Uh, Bullock was 18. I have 15 on 247. Love, yeah. Love Reggie. He absolutely sprayed the ball in college, and he just signed with the Knicks. Uh, 15 was Deion Waiters and ESPN. Wow, they have him at 21 on. Yeah, Deion Waiters is tough. Still, I love, like, there's that viral video going around of Deion Waiters and a couple other NBA players playing pickup in some gym and they're like even a mediocre NBA player can give you buckets I'm like yeah no shit that's their job like yeah. Deion Waiters is filthy and like, my favorite thing that Richard Jefferson's ever said yeah. is you know how good you have to be at basketball to suck in the NBA that's a good point like it's yeah. just a mediocre NBA player like we'll say like even a Harrison Barnes who gets a lot of shit and like number one recruit like he will give anybody the business at any time of the day so um, looking at another guy Deron Lamb they had him 24 on 247 29 yep. on uh, ESPN Two, like another uh, crucial part to the Kentucky 2012 team Adrian Payne you remember him I do remember Adrian Payne he was tough went to Michigan State yep. him and Keith Appling that year right uh, another guy I like Patrick Young he was a big center that went to Florida he was there for four years he was a monster you remember Vander Blue I was at the game in the tournament in Lexington when he had a buzzer beater to beat Bucknell. He was filthy. He was a definition of just give him the ball. And that yeah, was straight the buckets. Yeah, he was nasty. Ryan Harrow, uh, number 25. Oh, God. Kentucky Wildcat. Yeah. NC State originally. Was not liked there at no. all. Uh, number 26, Ray McCallum. Went to Detroit to play for, I think his dad, I think. Or is it yeah. Team, but he was good. Played. Weird with kids going to Detroit to play with their yeah. dad. I don't I don't understand number it. Number 27, a guy who's near and dear to my heart. My favorite North Carolina. Is that Kendall? Third favorite North Carolina player of all time. <laughs> Kendall Marshall. I love that you declared that on our show. Yeah. God love Kendall Marshall. He's a coach now. 
best passing point guard I've seen in the last five, six years. I'll put that against anybody. Couldn't shoot, but hey. There are so many NBA players. In Myers draft. Leonard, Terrence Ross, uh, Dwight Powell. There's a bunch. Uh, Gorgie Dang. Gorgie Dang was number 42. Wow. Went to Louisville. National champion. Stacy Poole went to the UK. That was so funny. I forgot about Stacy Poole. Yeah. Dude, you know who was, like, I'm looking at the bottom half of this class. Okay. Give me a number, like, where we're looking. So, on ESPN, at number 96, Ooh. Jerry and Grant. Alan Crabb, number 66, too. So, that's, yeah. 93, Tim Hardaway Jr. Wow. Just, like, is still getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. For the Mavericks. I mean, the people we're looking over, they're just, I haven't, I've, I've heard of a few of these people. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm, like, I'm not, no disrespect to anybody. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, CJ Fair, number 81. He went to Syracuse. He was their small forward when they made the, uh, the final four run. Yeah, they had him at 63. Jeremy Lamb, 86. Jeremy Lamb was 86? Yeah, to UConn, obviously. Had a good college career. Uh, Aaron Kraft, 91. Tarek Black? Yeah. God, Aaron Kraft. Was Aaron Kraft up there in like the most disliked college basketball players from the country? JJ Redick, Aaron Kraft, Grayson Allen. We have a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the type. Um, let's see who else. Just looking at the – Jerry Grant, yeah, like you said. Wow. Which would have been Pat Connaughton's freshman year too. Yeah. I'm looking – I'm trying to get through the, the bottom half of it The night quick. that that team went against the undefeated Kentucky team in the Elite Eight and they had them on the ropes. That would have been awesome. I thought for sure. I thought that was the game. That, as soon as they lost – or they won that game, I'm like, they're winning it all. But then I was at the Wisconsin game in person. The refs, the refs, damn it! No, you just you couldn't hit free throws. Ball. Yeah, and stop yeah. giving the ball to Carl Anthony Towns. Number one thirty-two, Joe Harris. Holy NBA shit! Player. Yeah, Cavalier, baby. Virginia Cavalier. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking at the last couple ones. Yeah, I'm at I'm at the one sixty range. I think I'm gonna give it up here. I'll look <laughs> one more second. Other than that, just, there's always some di- one fifty-five. A guy from Ames, Iowa, high school teammates with Harrison Barnes. Can you name him? His dad is a coach in the Big East. Was it Doug McDermott? <laughs> it is one fifty-five. Really? Yep. Doug McDermott, who was what his second all-time in scoring in NCAA history? Mm-hmm. One fifty-five. That's right. Langston Galloway. Yeah. One sixty-nine. It just never stops. Like there's always like that's why our recruiting rankings don't really mean anything. Ben yeah. Brust, one eighty-one from Wisconsin. It's just more of a personal thing. But <laughs> I like, always liked him. Um, and that's that's about it. But. Just shows you you don't have to have top rank to be very crucial for these teams. So yeah, well, I think we literally went through this class and just we just reviewed about 170 names. Yes, yeah. and we named 30 NBA players. Right. I mean, and not just like oh they get some run like max contracts like a lot of yeah. players like all stars. Yeah. I mean, NBA champions. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's so funny because I think too like. With how big college basketball is, and just like like you said, all these circuits, just having this exposure, like that was even before really that. It was like that's when they used to do it in Lexington at KBA. That was part of it. Um, I remember seeing Kendall Marshall play down there, but yeah, like it wasn't as, as advertised now. Like now, there's streaming services to watch like Baller TV and like a couple other ones that you can watch Peach Jam highlights and the actual games and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot I... more known now. Like the last couple years, I've been going to Indy for the UIBL. It's starting to gradually get more and more packed. And next year when Bronny's playing on the 16U circuit, like, good luck. Like, you're going to have to be at the court. Like, Not only that, Imani Bates is going to be playing on yeah. that circuit. He's disgusting. <laughs> he's 
<laughs> it's unfair that kid's 14. But, like, yeah, yeah, just you're going to have to be at the court. Like, that's the thing. I went for the first time this year. I stayed the night and did Saturday and Sunday, and it was fun. My cousin went with me. We had a really good time. It's a lot of basketball. Right. That, but, yeah, you just – I still, still felt like a chicken when my head got off running around. I mean, there's eight courts, games going on at the same time. So many players that get developed two weeks after you look at them – now they're, you know, four stars, five stars, get offered by a bunch of schools. And you're like, I just walk right past that kid. Didn't even watch him once. But I think that the move is definitely going Saturday and Sunday. It's just you got to, like, you got to bring a notebook and just stay, like, stay focused on who you want to see and only watch, like, three to four minutes. I fell in love with the Texas Titans. Like, Cade Cunningham's like, my favorite player in the class. Like, and I watched him play, like, three games. And then, like, a month later, his brother got hired onto the Oklahoma State staff and i'm like well hmm. carolina kentucky's not getting him so <laughs> right so i just always laugh at the fact that you know like you said you're running around like a chick with your head cut off there and uibl is just so insane now but people are like so obsessed with it too yeah it's wild i mean it's the kids that they i mean they're little kids they're like little kids like being middle schoolers probably just that know every player and everything about them like it's just and they rattle off to me and i'm like damn like, ben talks about it a lot so yeah. ben's son is about that age now yeah. and ben's son's playing aau yep. and he talks like about like how he's his kid knows everybody where yep. they're going who they are mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a lot more connected now like i don't know if that's good or bad for college coaches but i feel like it's a lot easier to know who's gonna go where like brandon boston it was always kentucky or duke and he ended up going to kentucky last week so he committed there so yeah brandon knight that year yeah i remember it was down to kentucky and florida yeah because he was a florida kid yep. but calipari really wanted him yep and then like he was like had this great run he went to the final four all people remember him for is Kyrie Irving crossing him up. And DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan, like, burying him in who a paint. Does, who does Brandon Knight play for in the NBA right now? The Cavs. Wow. Yeah. He's on an expiring, so. Yikes. Just take him Made back. a lot of money, though. I bet he, I bet he's, his career earnings are way higher than I think. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was drafted by the Pistons. Yep. And then went to the Suns mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then, yeah. Gotcha. The Bucks for a bit. Yep. So probably the Bucks between the Suns. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, yeah, because that was like there was a bit where Phoenix had like all those Kentucky players, oh. Archie, Knight, Bledsoe. Yeah, wow. Never changes. I'm sure next year. I mean, even like there always be diamonds in the rough. Like he was a fine college player. He just didn't turn out to be what he is. Like so crazy. It is. Well, man, I think covering two schools, we got through pretty fast. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of knocked that out pretty well. Right. I mean, if there's something you guys are interested in, we can always, if you, there's a couple more classes. I know the Anthony Bennett class is full of some just bust out there. So <laughs> if you want us to dive into that one, let us know or shoot some other classes. I mean, I definitely want to look at the 2011, 2012. The Anthony Davis uh, class. Right. Just to see some other players. That's a really big class as well. Um, yeah. I mean, we can even go back further, look at like you know, where certain players are ranked. Kind of all depends on, you know, what you guys want to see. Or we can't go back so. to the 80s. We don't have Sporting News Magazine. Right. So, so no blue chips magazines. Yeah. So. Speaking of, one of the hoop cinemas we're going to do is Blue Chips. Great movie. You want in? Yeah, I'm def- I love the movie. So right. I'm in for that. So Cool. I'll make sure I let Sean know. And if you know any other games you want us to look at. Yes, yes, um, please. doesn't have to be national championship games. Um, I know I will try to stay away from the Carolina like because we've already watched one. I do want to watch like Kentucky-Wisconsin. I know that like hurts people's hearts. Um, you know, Kentucky-Duke-92 with Leitner. Um, there's a lot of games I want to watch. Just, yeah, I want to get one particular Xavier game in, just because down. not the cross like though that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, the next year in the Sweet Sixteen when they played Kansas State, yeah, the Jordan yeah. Crawford like right. in a 
Brad's in that game, yeah. so I'm sure if I call Brad and be like, hey, will you come down and record this pod with us or we'll right. meet up with you, he yeah. would do it. Hell yeah. It would be a lot, it'd be funnier because he can tell us like legit in-game thoughts, in-game adjustments they made and stuff like that. Like, yeah, he gets like Gus Johnson calls in that game. Yeah. Gus Johnson's like, Redford from deep. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. I had that. I'd be my ringtone every time somebody called me. I so. know. I'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, that's me. Yeah. They're talking about me there, so. Yeah, but like like Tim and I are saying, if you have any suggestions, like don't hold back. We're Basically, always... we just need things to talk about for a couple months. Right. I mean, once the season gets rolling, preseason tournaments, uh, Battle for Atlantis. I mean, it gets what is it? September, October. Yes. November. Like so, uh, let's say November is when it really gets rolling, and then right before Thanksgiving is Feast Week in the um, the tournaments, which is really fun to cover. But other than that, it doesn't really get going until there's a few non-conference matchups. But once that happens, we'll be back but yeah anything we can always break it up and talk about some stuff so yeah absolutely thank you guys for tuning in as always um it's gonna be a lot of fun i know we're trying to just make things happen so we'll put some polls out for recruiting classes and uh games to watch so you guys can kind of let us know what you're doing next so appreciate everything see you guys yep, yep.